0: Hello everybody, this is Della Hill, your host of The Extraordinary Talk Show on another happy Monday. All right guys, here we are again, another show. I realize I'm talking about the law of attraction a lot. And one main reason for that is I'm kind of obsessed with it because I see it in my life constantly and when I am able to use it the way I want to and not just have it happen accidentally to me, the things in my life that happen are pretty dang cool. There's one, one really big thing that affects how we live our lives and what we attract into our lives that we don't pay enough attention to in the right way. The problem is we pay too much attention to it, but not in the right way. If you can learn how to manage this, you will learn how to manage your life and you will learn how to manage what things come into your life and what things don't. This is a seriously big deal. What I'm talking about today is fear. I haven't spent too much time talking about fear previously because I don't like to spend too much time on fear. What you basically need to know is that there's essentially one force and power in the universe. And that is the power of love. Love is what holds the universe together. It's what makes the world go round. It's what holds, love is what holds two people together in a commitment. Love is what holds atoms together to create matter. It's all about love and love's vibration, the vibration of love. The thing about love is if you think of it as a stick, there's love on one end and fear is on the other end. It's essentially the same thing. Love and fear come from the same place. They have the same source, and they essentially have the same type of power. You can attract things into your life with fear just as much as you can attract things into your life with love. But guess which things you're probably going to like better? So we have what we call the vibrational scale or the vibrational spectrum, and you look at this spectrum with love on one end and fear on the other. And it's really beautiful to gain some understanding of this. Now, first of all, if you have fear, even if you have panic, don't feel bad. Don't turn off the show saying, well, I'm screwed. It's never going to work for me. I have experienced fear. I have experienced panic. I understand the effect that those things have in your life and in your mind. Let's talk about that for a minute. Fear and panic in your mind, reduces your ability to think. If you think of that scale as kind of a V, with fear at the bottom and love at the top, but the bottom point of that is where fear is, and that's a very, very small, and the more you go towards fear, the smaller and smaller it gets. The more you go towards love, the more open and great it gets. In this, along with fear and love being small, fear at the bottom being small, love at the top being large, your thoughts match that. When you are in fear, your ability to think clearly, your ability to problem solve comes to the tiniest point. And the more you're in fear, the less access you have to thoughts and to problem solving. The more you go towards love, and remember, there's a whole lot of feelings in the middle. There's, you know, you might get over fear a little bit, but still have some anger. And you might be happy, but you're not all the way to the top of the love spectrum the way that you want to be. There's a lot in the middle. The point is to move more towards the love and to help heal your fear. Managing your fear is one of the biggest things you can do to attract the life that you want. Fear is focus. If you've ever had a panic attack, and you probably have because most of us have, even if you didn't recognize it as an attack, maybe you're, you didn't get to the point where you were hyperventilating and had to take a break, but you've probably had fear moments when fear thoughts are racing through your head and the only thing you can think about is the fear thoughts. You can't find the happier thoughts. You can't find the hopeful thoughts. You can't find the loving thoughts because you are deep, deep sucked into fear. And it's, it's a downward spiral that can grab you in fear and pull you down and hold you there. And then because you don't even have access to the problem-solving thoughts, you can't get yourself out. I understand this because I've been there. I haven't talked about it a whole lot, but a couple years ago, even while I was doing the show, I went through a very serious, very severe depression. And along with that depression was fear and panic. And I found myself often ruminating over fear thoughts. What if this goes wrong? 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 And then if something did go wrong... All I could do was focus on, it went wrong, everything's bad, it went wrong, everything's bad, it's never going to get better. And part of the reason I thought it never could get better was because I didn't have access to hopeful thoughts. Hope is somewhere below love and above fear on that spectrum. And when you are in fear, fully in fear, you don't have hope. And that's a pretty, a very, very lost place to be. One thing that helped me when I was in that place of fear, because I was in that place, I was at that bottom of that V where I had no access to better thoughts. I had no access to hopeful thoughts. And when you're in that place, it feels like nothing's ever going to get better. And the reason it feels like that is because you don't have access to hope, to problem solving and to loving thoughts. And it can be a really, really sad, scary place to be. And if you've ever been there, you maybe can have some empathy for people who have attempted to kill themselves. Because in that place, when there's no thought of hope, when there's no feeling that anything could ever get better, sometimes that seems like, and it's false, but it seems like that's the only way out. And I have a tremendous amount of empathy for people who have been in that moment. When I was in that moment, the one thing that I understood as I racked whatever thoughts I had access to, my friend Cody had told me that when you are low, when you are down, you don't have access to higher thoughts. And thank God he told me that because that was one thing I could call to my mind, that in this moment, I do not have access better thoughts. I know that my brain is capable of better thoughts. I know that I'm capable of being happy because I've been happy before. I know I'm capable of having hope because I've had hope before. And even though I can't even acknowledge and recognize those things in my life or in my mind right now, it's possible that I might be able to get back there. It's possible that I could get past this, get out of this fear, and maybe, maybe, maybe get back to a hopeful place. I have no idea how that's going to happen. I have no idea how to go about doing it, but it's possible that I might feel better tomorrow. And it's possible that if I feel a little bit better tomorrow, and then maybe if I have another good day next week, and maybe if I have another one good day the week after that, maybe on those good days, maybe I'll have access to better thoughts. And maybe it's too much to ask myself to think myself out of this right now. Maybe that's unfair to ask of myself and then because I can't, I'm just going to feel worse and it's going to be unhelpful. So what I did was I gave myself six months. I I even put a date on the calendar and I said, by this day, I'm going to find happy thoughts again. By this day, I'm going to find hope again. By this day, I am going to have a regained reason for why I'm alive, why I'm on this earth, and what I need to do here. And then I surrendered. We talked about surrender last week, remember? Surrender is when you give it up, when you let it go. One way that people say it is let go, let God. One way that I like to say it is release attachment to outcome. Another way to think of it is recognizing that God in the universe knows way better than you do what you can have, what you deserve, and what the resources are to bring that to you and trust them to do it. So at that point, when I surrendered, I gave it over. I said, right now, in this moment, I cannot do this for myself. So instead, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until hope comes. I'm going to wait until hopeful thoughts come. I'm going to wait until maybe I get out of this downward thinking spiral. And when I surrendered, a strange thing happened. Help started to come. Things that were hopeful began to come into my life. I got a job offer for a job that I would otherwise not have accepted, but the signs showed me, hey, maybe this is the right thing, and and it was. Another piece of help that came was a big dog walked through my front door. He and I made eye contact, and it was love at first sight. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I had a reason. And when I took that dog outside and watched him run, I couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't help but smile. And those are things, smiling and laughing I couldn't do for myself. I didn't even know how, but I asked for help, and the help came, and one way it came was in the form of a 127-pound Great Dane, who has become my best friend, who rides in my car with me more than any other human does. I could not, when I was in that moment of fear, I could not have known, I could not have predicted that a dog would walk through my front door and bring me happiness again. I had no way of knowing that. I did not have access to thoughts that could bring me that kind of hope. But I asked for help, that was an important thing. I asked for help and when I asked for help, help came. And help came in ways that I could not have predicted. Help came in ways that I didn't know would help me. I didn't know that job would help me, but that job has helped me. That job has given me the opportunity to love and care for others. And when I see the smile on their faces, I have to smile too. As I worked that job, as I spent time with that dog, I slowly began to gain higher thoughts. And maybe not thoughts of of love and expansion immediately, but maybe thoughts of hope, but that maybe there is something. Maybe it's worth seeing what happens tomorrow because something good might happen tomorrow. And then I did another thing to manage my fear. And I highly recommend this, but I also only recommend it if it's what you feel you should do. What I'm going to tell you is do whatever it takes to manage your fear. When I was in that fear, one thing that I panicked about, and it's a silly thing, but one thing I panicked about was my RV. And I knew it was a silly thing at the time. At the time, I was renting out my RV. You know, People could take it for a week, a couple days, whatever, and I made a little bit of money from it. But also, every time it was out on a rental, the entire time it was out, whether for two days or 12 days, I would be panicking What if something goes wrong? What if something goes wrong? What if it breaks down by the side of the road? What if I can't afford to get it fixed? What if these people who rented my RV are stranded? These thoughts just were going in cycles, spinning through my head. And I even understood the law of attraction. I understood that fear was pulling my focus to these things happening, to things going wrong. And if you can put that much focus on something good you want to have happen... I guarantee you, you will see good things in your life. I was putting that much focus on things I didn't want to have happen, which was another way to bring those things to me. What you focus on comes to you. And I knew that I was having so much fear about my RV that I was going to attract something happening to it. I had to stop renting out my RV, which meant giving up some of my income because I couldn't, pull myself away from the panic. I couldn't pull myself out of those panic thoughts when it was on rental. So one thing I did was I had to change a part of my life that was scaring me. When there was something that was bringing me fear, I had to stop it. I had to turn it off. I had to find a way to release that. And for me, it would have been great if I could have continued to rent out my RV and just not had panic about it anymore. But that wasn't the case. I was having panic about it. Even though I knew that panic about it was bringing me more likely to bring me negative things happening that I didn't want, I couldn't stop it. What I had to do was stop renting out my RV so I could stop having that fear. The other thing I did, I went and saw my doctor and I got on medication. And I was one of the really, really lucky people where the first medication I tried was very helpful and very effective. I'm not saying that you should get on medication. I'm saying that if that is something that would help you, please consider it. Medication isn't right for everybody. I don't recommend it for everybody. Only you can know if that's a good way for you to go or not. At first I didn't want to get on medication. I wanted to be able to handle it. I thought I'm I'm good. I got strong thoughts. I'm I've got a strong mind. I can handle this, but I couldn't. Or maybe I could have, but it would have taken a lot more time and it would have taken a lot more work. Getting on Medication that helped, alleviated so much fear. And when I could take that fear out of my mind, even if it was with a pill, I could see things more clearly. I could see my life more clearly. I could see my path more clearly. I could see my own unhappiness and happiness more clearly. And I could see the things that were causing me greater stress, that were causing me greater frustration. And I was able to eliminate many of those things. But when I was in the deep pit of fear, I didn't have access to the thoughts to evaluate my life and get rid of the things that were causing me fear. So if you're in that moment, if you've been in that moment, if you find yourself in that moment, give yourself a break. If you can't remember anything else, remember me telling you this. It's okay. You don't have access to all of your thoughts. If you can't find a solution right now, that's okay because you don't have access to the solutions. Give yourself a break, but don't give up. Surrender, but don't give up because there is help. You just can't think of it right now because you don't have access to helpful thoughts. What you've got to do is take your mind off of that, distract yourself somehow. One way I like to say it is to live vortexually. And this is a take from Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks because they talk about living in the vortex. The vortex is this vibrational place where everything you've ever asked for resides until it becomes manifest in your life. The vortex is a very, very happy, open, loving, joyful, high, high, high vibrational place. And the more you can be in the vortex, meaning high vibrational, the more those things that are in the vortex become manifest to you in your actual life. The way to live in the vortex is to be as happy as you can, as much as you can. Now, that's really hard when you're in the deep pit of fear. I get it. Find a way. Find a reason. Change your state. This That's big. Your body, your body posture carries your mood. You can tell if somebody's happy or upset by how they're walking. If you can change your state to match the state you want, you'll get there. So one thing I did when I was deep in my fear was I turned on music. Because when I have music on, the kind of music I like, I get bebopping around my body changes state my body starts moving my body starts relaxing and as that happens as my body state changes my mental state changes too my mental state must relax if my body is relaxing so if i can make my body relax by dancing by yoga by exercise whatever it takes and there's some fun ways to make your body relax go get a massage have sex do things that are fun with your body to change your body state. Because when your body is happy, it brings your mind along with it. That's a hack right there. One thing I did was sing along with that music. And one artist that was very, very impactful to me during that time was Lizzo. She's a rapper. And she says, Do my hair toss, check my nails. Tell me how you feel. And there's only one answer to this because the next line in the song is, I'm feeling good as hell. And I made myself sing along with that even when I wasn't feeling good, even when I didn't agree with it. I made myself sing along with that music because when I said, I'm feeling good as hell, I started to feel good. It brought me along. The words you use carry you. Singing a song that says I'm good as hell will make you feel good as hell. Change your state to get out of your fear. That's one way. Change. So here's some examples I've given you so far. Get a better job. Get a great dog. Get on medication if you feel that that's appropriate for you. Meditate, if that's helpful for you. Change your body state. Move, dance, sing. Trick your brain into being happy. When you can say something with confidence, the universe has to match it. So I would listen to that song over and over and over, and I would sing to myself, I'm feeling good as hell every time, and I would sing it louder every time. And the first time I sang it, I had that feeling inside me, that I didn't really believe it and we've talked about this before the way that your intuition gives you confidence in your gut when it hears something that's true and when I said I'm feeling good as hell there was part of me that was like yeah that's good keep going and there was part of me that was like "Ooh, that's not really true we don't really feel good as hell but I listened to the part that said keep going and so I listened to that song again and I sang it again and I sang it louder and every time I sang that line That feeling in my gut of the fear started to dwindle, of the shakiness started to dwindle, and the feeling of confidence, the feeling of firmness came with that statement until I could say it, I'm feeling good as hell, and I believed it. And when I believed it, the universe had to match that. The universe had to bring me things that will make me feel good as hell. That's how it works. That's part of the be, do, have continuum. Some people, most of us in fact, want to have something so we can do something so we can be something, but that's the wrong way to attract it. You need to be something so you can have something and then you'll do something. <laughs> For example, quick quick example is you might want to have a boat so that you can go out on the lake so that you can be a fisherman and an outdoorsman. But if you wait for that boat, it's going to be a long time before you ever become a fisherman and outdoorsman. What you got to do is become a a fisherman outdoorsman, go to the lake, sit on the shore, make friends who have boats. Sooner or later, the boat will come to you. But it will come to you a lot faster if you decide to be the fisherman outdoorsman, to go ahead and go to the lake. And then the things that you need to do that will arrive. If you wait to have the boat so you can go to the lake, so you can be a fisherman outdoorsman you're going to be waiting a really long time. You must be so you can do, so you can have. Waiting to have so you can do, so you can be is the wrong way about it. I had to make myself be happier. I had to trick my brain into thinking things were better. And then when I tricked my brain into thinking things were better, the universe had to match it. The universe had to bring me things that were better. Don't be hard on yourself for having fear. Don't get down on yourself. It is what it is. And the more you try to ignore it, the more you try to pretend it's not there, the less you're managing it. Don't hide from it. Manage it. But remember, when you can manage your fear, you can raise your own thoughts out of that deep pit of fear, up higher into love and into greater intuition and into greater guidance. That V gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you go up towards love. You get more access to better thoughts. You get more access to miracle thoughts. Not only hope, but confidence and faith. Work your way up that vibrational scale. Fear is real. It's okay to be afraid. But in order to attract the life that you want, you must manage your fear. Not control it, because it's not always easy to control. Manage it. Find a way to bring yourself happiness. And that is how you win guys, let go of fear. Let it be. Find some joy and happiness. This is Della. Again, I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. I love y'all. Have a great week. I'll see you next Monday.